You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello there and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for being here today. I have to start off by first apologizing for having this episode a little later in the uh, day than usual. I'm usually really good about having these podcasts every Monday bright and early first thing for those of you who are getting up and going to work and uh, want something to listen to on the way, work or school rather. And uh, this week I was not able to get it going this early because... I just got back last night from a Vegas trip, an early birthday trip for myself and my wife, uh, and uh, we brought our we brought our son along. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't done Vegas like that. It was different, still exhausting. I gotta say, <laughs> we did, we had a lot of fun. Went to see a couple of great shows. We went and saw the new show, The Awakening, at the Win, um, and then we went and saw Ka at the uh, MGM, and then of course the Raider game, which unfortunately they lost, but. It was my first time at the beautiful Allegiant Stadium. That was a really great stadium. And uh, it was also my son's first game ever. So it was a really cool trip. I had an absolute blast. But again, I just wanted to apologize for getting this a little late to you guys. But I, I think you'll make I think this episode more than makes up for itself with Walker Hayes. This guy is an amazing country star and just an amazing person as well. He was uh, really nice to have on the show and get to know a little bit. We talked a little bit about his music world and the differences and his and uh, really we just talked about life um, and uh, his, his, his wife, his kids. Um, he has a gold card to Applebee's. You guys will hear what that's all about uh, from his song, I believe, Fancy Like, which uh, I'm sure you guys have heard. Whether you're a big country fan or not, I'm sure you've heard that song. It's a, it's a really big song. It was really fun. And uh, now he's got Y'all Life out right now. That's uh, uh, k- killing it on the country music uh, charts. And, you know, it's, it's just really nice to meet somebody from a different genre of music and uh, hear, for, hear a little bit about their walk in life. So uh, without further ado, here is my chat with Walker Hayes. How you doing today, Walker? Walker Hayes today, everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I just, uh, I'm good, man. I just walked out of a write. I've been writing a song today, so, with my buddy Josh. Oh, shit. How was that going? You were uh, just back in the, back in the shed? Is that, is, uh, is that where you were writing today? No, no, I don't have that shed anymore. That's, this was, uh, this was in his room at Smack. Okay. Smack Publishing. So, yeah, it's, that's a, uh, that's a sacred time for me, man. That's, that's something I don't get to do as much as i need to honestly that's that's my that is my comfort zone you know just hanging hanging with friends writing so 
Man, yeah. Today it was it was good to be back there today. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you had a good one. I'm sorry that uh, to, uh, I hope you got everything out though that you need. Oh, we to. did, dude. Yeah, we yeah. have plenty of time. We. Were I was just... gonna say we could reschedule, man. I know what that. I know what that. No, like. no. If you, if you were in the middle of something, no. and you came in here. No, oh, okay. no. We had a we had a wonderful right, and we were just shooting the breeze till this started. So thank you. Thank oh, thank you, you man. Um, so where are you? At? Where is this at? The the shack that you were at. Uh, so I'm at Smack. Smack, sorry, today. I'm sorry. I'm uh, the, my, yeah. everything all confused. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, I used to, my, a lot of people have heard about this, the famous shed right. that I used to, to ride in and, uh, I'm no longer there. It was a, it was like a tool shed right up the road on Music Row. And, uh, it was a special place, man. There were no windows. And literally when we opened it up and made it my writer's room, there was like a lawnmower and a, you know, an old chair in there, like wall to wall, just kind of gardening tools and stuff. But a lot of good music came out of it, man. Now I'm at, uh, I do most of my recording just at my house. I have a little, little like room, like closet that I've turned into a studio. Okay. I got you. So, uh, and whereabouts, th this is at your home then now, or where are you at right now? Yeah. Right now, I'm at Smack Publishing, and where that, I wrote with Josh. Where you wrote with Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and I'm sorry. Where in the world is that though? Like, I know. Oh, my bad, dude. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm in Nashville. <laughs> You're I, in Nashville. I live okay, in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is this is. I'm on Music Row, but when I look this way, I can look through a window and I can see 17th Avenue. Oh, beautiful. And oh. um, yeah, it's good stuff. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love my times out in, in Nashville. Um, back when we were doing our self-titled record, I don't know you know much about my band, but uh, we did a self-titled record, and we had some help with some country stuff, and we had uh, the Music Mafia guys, and John Rich became friends with them, and uh, Cowboy nice. and, and stuff. So I'm very familiar with, uh, with, with, with Broadway Street and, and, and Music Row down there. So. Yeah. It's a good time, man. There's so many creative people here, and... Uh, just kindred spirits, you know, a bunch, everybody's, everybody's got a notepad in their hand and, you know, wanting to create. So I love it. Yeah, man. Oh man. So, so I asked where, uh, that studio was because I did see that you started your first ever headlining tour, uh, just yeah. last weekend. So I wasn't sure if this was just a good stop off on the way or, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuff. No, we came home. So, you know, our tour, it might be a little different than yours, we we typically leave every Wednesday and get back typically on Sunday or Monday. Wow! And so so yeah so Mon I usually have like Monday and Tuesday are they're supposedly my days off, but they you know you you end up I end up doing stuff that I need to do in town like right mm -hmm. and you know catch up on some things. But yeah, man, we had. We had an amazing weekend. It honest, it was a lot to take in, to tell you honestly. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, I guess my, you know, my career has blossomed at a very rapid rate. Like this, you know, just this past year. I mean, it's gone yeah. from zero to one hundred and twenty, and so I still feel like, I mean, every show I get to. I'm very I'm like, are there really this? Are these many people about to show up? Like, I didn't like. It's a Friday, and there's nobody here now. But in an hour, there will be ten thousand. You know, right. and man, it happens. And and then, 
I'm trying to sing the show, but I'm also processing that, you know, I'm, I'm like, what in the world is, is going on right now? And, um, it truly is. It sounds, I'm, it's just a lot for my brain, you know, <laughs> to, to take in, but man, we had a successful, we had a successful weekend and i man, I was so great, grateful. And, um, everybody that's involved, my show is, is much bigger like so many moving parts and people involved now and yeah everybody delivered and did just did their job way better than me i mean i i was forgetting words i was like <laughs> what song is next you know oh, and man. so i'm i'm very grateful for my team man they just they crushed that's so rad so you you mentioned uh it was a little rusty for you when was the last time you were out on stage before this past weekend um we did fairs and festivals, which okay. ended about a month ago. And then we had a ton of rehearsals. And in that two weeks of rehearsals, I had two corporate events, but those were, those were not the new set. Those were the old set. Okay. And so that's, you know, that's old hat. I mean, I can right. do that in my sleep. And so the new one, uh, just started and it's much longer and a lot of newer newer material so yeah like yeah that. i was definitely reading reading that teleprompter <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna ask i'm glad you brought it up i mean the teleprompters are, are definitely necessary when you start doing those yeah. sets of a couple hours and stuff a lot of times yeah. people at home i'm looking at you uh don't don't understand how how like how do you not know the words to your right. own songs it's like Man, I got a lot of words. I got a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm also worrying about making sure everyone's having a good time. I know everything else is going on. Like, it, it it has to become. And you could you could speak to this too. Like you just said, you can you can do the old set easily, right? Like almost in your sleep. It's yeah. got that repetition has to has to become the norm so that you you eventually then you just get to turn it all off and it just you have muscle memory, right? right? Right. It's, it's, it's funny. It takes me a while and, and it is muscle memory. You, you learn how long intros are. So you're like, okay, I have time right now. I can read that little girl's sign. I can sign this guy's hat. But like right now I'm like, Oh, I got to do everything I can. And then in my ears, I hear sing two, three, four. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what song is it like what what verse and then you gotta this, look down you gotta look down and see first of all what the totally. track title is where you are in the set and then the first exactly. line exactly it's not like you're reading it uh line for line right you get you right. get like the first sentence you're like all right i know where i'm at you know yeah <laughs> yeah there were there were many songs where i just didn't sing the first line <laughs> and i was like I was like, whatever. Well, I mean, know, it, it's good. It's good that you wrote the songs that you did, though, Walker, because everyone can sing those first lines for you. I'm sure they do. Those, co a couple of those, they they did help me out. And you know, man, I don't know. I I don't have any intention of even trying to pretend, you know, for my crowd that I'm some like freaking entertaining phenom. I mean, I'm just a dad and a, a husband who writes songs you know and so i think uh i think there's like kind of a kindred ship that's growing like between me and my fans where it's like this is different I, i'm not at, like i'm not trying to be a superstar i'm just trying to sing about life like the real stuff you know and if you relate let's just sing along you know it's not that serious and um 
And so that's that that kind of relieves me of some pressure. You know, I, I, I think that's my team has done a good job of saying, hey, just be just be you, you know, and that's funny. Like there was one song this weekend. I just I got lost and I just started I made up something. And so the you know, the fans that knew it were like, oh, that's, that's funny. You just, yeah. you know. And then after the song, I was like, guys, it's a lot. You know, I was like, I'm trying to wave, you know, because it's funny. This is what's crazy. And I love this. But a lot of people come to my shows with their kids mm-hmm. or with somebody that they've surprised with tickets. And it's I, I love this, but they they'll have their arm around that person and they'll be pointing to them like and, you know, I know you you've experienced this where they're like they get your attention. And they're like, look at this girl, it's her birthday. Or like, you, if you just give knuckles to this kid, his life will be made. And so you're like, oh, boom, thank you for the task. You're like, I, I will definitely do that. Right. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're in your ears, it's on Ableton. I mean, it's like you're supposed to be following this script, kind of. It's not a script, but right, it's, right, right. but you, you know, you got to get those things done. But yeah, I mean, I, by the third show this weekend, I felt confident enough, confident enough to just relax. But the the first show, man, I I bet you, I don't even know if I smiled. My eyes were just like <laughs> wide. I was just like, what is, what is yeah, happening right now? Out there, huh? <laughs> it was, yeah. The first song we we I start in the crowd, and so I'm right handed on the mic, and ever and I'm high fiving people left handed, which feels funny. And people want to shake hands. I'm, I'm trying and, to. I'm sorry. I have to. I just. I have to, yeah. I do it. Say, I'm trying to think about that. I'm like, yeah. You know, you're always you're always dominant I hand know. on a high five. Okay. Totally. So I need to learn how to do this, but for some reason, I just sing more naturally into my right hand. I don't know. It's things that people, I guess, they would never. They'd be like, man, I didn't even know you think about that stuff. But yeah, like, I, it's just, I don't know. It's and it all becomes over time as you know it becomes second net you're like man i've got it memorized i've got it all down um but we'll get there man and it's it's a bless i mean i think it's a blessing i mean i i i have i have work um i have work now that i i don't it's hard to say no to you know i've just never had this much work and so there's this like pull for me to to always say yes and because i'm like man how how long will i have this job you know and all this work and um but there's a part of me that's like hey you got you're gonna have to you're gonna have to say no you know if you want to um nurture and take care of the things that really matter and the things that are eternal you you're gonna have to pass up great opportunities you know and that's man that's hard for me because My wife and I, I mean, there were there were times where I would have given anything, anything for one of these gigs a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and so, so, yeah, man, it's a learning. We're learning. I just feel like I literally wake up and learn all day. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, maybe maybe today will be easier because I learned so much. But then I just learned some more. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a good thing to have, though, man. I mean, if you're not learning what I mean, what are you doing here anymore? You know, right. So, 
I mean, you just touched upon so many things that I wanted to ask you about. It's so great the way that I think it's so cool um, how you are in it, with, with your with your place in music. Uh, as you said, you're just a you're just a dad and a family man. Oh, that's, totally. That's, that's writing music and stuff. And I was really interested to have you on the show to kind of talk about your journey through country music. I mean, yeah, you had a you had an early. Uh, major label deal that th- that fell through at one point. You had these eight tracks, as we talked about at the top of the show, that you were that you were making in the shed. They come they come to be songs that are on Boom and uh, the latest record with uh, that blew up with uh, Fancy Like. I mean, you got right. all these all these things, and then you just touched upon something that I know. I'm so glad that you went to it before I even had a chance to ask you. Is that that uh, that workload that that you're getting now after you know, as you said this this rise over the last year that you've had, and one of the things that I, that I keyed in on you just talking about that is that family life. And there's that song you have, I uh, I believe, uh, talking about your relationship with your father. And now you see setting yeah. down the briefcase um, on the new re- on the latest record, and uh, for the guitar and stuff that 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 really. I mean, I got choked up. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I seriously got yeah. choked up listening to that song. I got I got one one son, and I was thinking about that because it is a lot of workload, and you work so hard, especially in this industry or any entertainment industry, right? To get to a point, and then you have, you know, what really matters, and it's like right. where did where where do you find this uh, this balance? Right, dude. It's I I don't have it. I mean, I I truly don't. I I. I wrestle like that is a i'm in the ring with that ufc fight every day and it, and it's funny because i i like the last like i look at my kids man and i just look them in the eye and what i want to do is keep them off that hamster wheel that we all get on like mm. working for whatever it is just if affirmation is a dollar if affirmation is a drink if affirmation is food if affirmation is popularity fame dreams come true get off the wheel i i'm always looking at them and i'm like it doesn't matter you know your identity is in the lord and that's it and you you know you don't don't go chasing the dream like once you catch it you're going to be a different human or it's all going to be okay or you're going to sleep better because that's a lie but in the it literally while I'm saying that sentence to them, I'm picking up my guitar case and I'm headed well, you out. You just the got door. a great idea for a song while you're te- while you're teaching yeah. Them something. <laughs> yeah, you know, but 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 you know what I'm saying? Right, it's right, just right. it's funny. I'm I, I look at my kids every day and I'm like, look at me. Like I still haven't filled that void with anything this world has to offer. You know what I mean? And yeah. yet yet I am still tempted. It's funny, me, the guy I wrote with today, his name is Josh Jenkins, and he is a writer on Fancy Like, and we were talking about how, it's funny, the day we wrote, the day we wrote Fancy Like, our hands were just outstretched, no tension, like, just, just free to write a song, mm-hmm. uh, not trying to, uh, manicure our future at all like a yard like we were just like what 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 who are we that we get to write a song today and that that's our that's my duty today as a man you know and 
man, once that song blew up, we both agreed that we could feel our, our grips tighten on that success and go, whoa, how do I, how do I make this stay here? Yeah, and how then long, how long even, can I hold on to this pull up? bar? Right. And, 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 and even exactly even more, it was like, how do we do it again? You know, and now it's hard to, it's hard to write a song and go, let's just write, let's just write the truth. Let's do what music was given to us to do. Let's, let's, let's go back and be 17 and not know anything and just write what's on our heart. And, and, um, but man, I don't know. Life's funny that way. You know, I think that's just, you know, the, I was, we we were also talking about just, Every, I mean, people might disagree with this, but like, I think we all, we're all narcissists. And, you know, when we grieve, we, 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 we're like roly polies. We're like, oh, me, 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 I'm hurt. Oh, yeah. And we're not, no, none of us are like looking at the other people. We're like, oh, I've been inflicted. And then when we, when we get famous or when something happens, we're like, Hey, make sure this stays, you know, make, do this for me. I, I deserve this now that I've, you know, and it's funny, my, it's not the business's fault, but I will tell you like fame has a tendency to magnify those nasty parts of us, right. you know, and it's, and, and it's honestly, it's not the, it's not the music's fault. It's not the world's response to me's fault. It's not Nashville's fault. It's just me. I'm just capable of being narcissistic. And if you, you know, praise God, I did get dropped in my 20s. You know, um, there is no telling what I would have done with that fame. I mean, I feel like I'm struggling now. I think then if I would have blown up, I would have been an absolute monster, you know. Uh, And so I think God was merciful to kind of postpone you know any fruit you know from my creativity you know that he let me borrow you know while i'm down here i know i'm babbling but yeah it's not at all man i'm just i'm just listening to you talk man i'm I'm being completely (laughs) honest because no because it's it's so true everything you just said i i i i i I would only take one step further i did um I did go through my 20s like that. You know, we did get a lot of popularity. My first VMA, I, w- I won. I was 20, 20 years old, 21 years old. Wow. Man. And, uh, you know, I could I could attest to what you're talking about, man, that narcissism. that A lot of people, I think, what is described as is the ego. And I don't know. I think you're yeah. a football fan. I know it's probably more college from being Alabama and stuff. We'll get into yeah. the fun stuff here in a minute. But, you know, like I just bring up football because guys like Aaron Rodgers in the world have talked about stripping the ego, using things like ayahuasca. And there is that is one way to do it. But I have found other ways to strip yourself of that ego. Things like you talked about even a minute ago, just getting yourself away from the rat race, whatever is whatever right. that is really does strip that ego. I mean, having six kids and realizing that importance right there can can help certainly help going out, get ridden. Getting rid of this thing for a while can really help Ooh, with that. You know, yes. it's it's crazy, but like just going out there for, you know, taking yourself away for like a week, going on a camping trip with the family if you can, even little things like that, being out in nature, and just uh, for me, I have used the hallucinogens to to strip that ego, but I also recognize that's 
there's more than one way to skin a cat. You can find, right. you know, through therapy, through other things. There are, I mean, I also use therapy. I also use going to the nature, like I just said. Like, there's yeah. so many different ways. But I think it is important for people like yourself, for people like me and, and others in the entertainment industry that have reached a certain level of success to first recognize what you just said and then take the, take the time to realize, like, we're just fucking lucky as shit. It's I not, know. it's not me. It's not you. It's, it's, it's everything. The stars just lined. And like, cause you, you and I both know we've ran into a many people who are, I would consider more talented than me. Better at Com- Completely. Yeah. I struggle with, I mean, I, I have so many friends, man, that just, they, they're legends, you know, in my mind, but they have not they didn't go through that need eye of that needle yet, you know, and it's, it's why, I mean, honestly, I can hardly look them in the eye knowing the, just the, the luck of the draw of my success. I mean, that, you know, just even the song that popped me, I mean, I've written a thousand songs mm-hmm. and you, you listen to briefcase and, you know, in my mind, you know, you put a briefcase next to fancy, like, and it's like, gold and fancy like is just it's like whatever you know that's cool i mean i like it a whole lot yeah. and i have a lot of fun singing it but if i just met you and you were like man will you play me something that might help me out in life today i'm having a i'm having a rough day and i can't explain it i'd be like man listen to the song i wrote about my dad i, lo- I love him a lot and this is special to me but it, it's funny it's you know that you're right you know this this business it's a good reminder man just of how much we don't have control over you know you think we think we do um but Especially they're all in our 20s <laughs> to your point oh yeah 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 and it's and 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 you you can think you can be like oh maybe i made that happen but nah you didn't you know there's there's more at work um and so yeah it's just it's an interesting business for sure. Yeah, man. And I know you touched upon that too. Like it, it, it's to me, it's the stars aligned. However, you know, a lot of people have different faiths and stuff like that, that, that go into it. I just, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Cause I don't have that same faith. I just, I just know that I'm super fucking lucky because there are yeah. so many different things and all you can do is try to not take it for granted. At, uh, at, at, at or granted, I always say granted. It's such it's like <laughs> a, it's always like that weird thing, you know. You say, uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, you try not to take it for granted because then you realize that there are so many other people out there that are trying to do the very thing that you get to do, like you spoke about today. Right. I'm going to work in quotation marks. I'm going to go write right. songs with my friends. That's what work meant today. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's and your struggle is how do I get that narcissistic thought out of my head how do I let go a little bit so I could get just the music to come out of me you know like yeah. that's I mean and that don't get me wrong I'm not downplaying that at all because I know what that's like um it's just it's just when you when we're looking at this in a macro uh, perspective of everything it really just doesn't fucking matter like that's not, that's not it you know it's it's the family stuff I mean speaking of songs like fancy like such a fun song by the way love the fucking song like oh, my, thanks, my, man. My wife and my kid were, uh, I think it was last summer, whatever it was, they were, she was playing it on the, on the echo. That was the jam. The echo in the house while, <laughs> she, was, while she was getting ready, you know, making, ma- they were making dinner together, especially during the pandemic and stuff where yeah. we were like locked down and she's like, 
I was teaching him to dance, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" She was teaching my son your your dance. I guess nice. to the, I love to the it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, beautiful, fun song, as you said. So so great and so freeing. I love songs like that, especially uh, in your genre of music. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. But another one that I that as we're talking about realness and and everything uh, that I really gravitated towards was the uh, the Craig song, the song about the about the oh the yeah that, that hooked you up with the van and stuff and with the van. At first, yeah. you could listen to that just on face value and be like, oh, he's just you know that's a, that's a cute story. But it's like, no, no. When I'm listening to those lyrics, I could tell that really happened. That wasn't just like a yeah. story. That was something. So maybe you could talk to me a little bit about that because like. What, where yeah. were you in your life going a little deeper than even the songs? Oh, yeah, you know? bro. That, 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 um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, that's somewhat of a cornerstone of just kind of where we are right now is that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I wrote that song about six years ago, and uh, when I met Craig, the song's called Craig for everybody, you know, out there, but uh. I met Craig at this church. I I despise church. I was like, I hate church. I hate every. I hate. I hate people that go to church. I mean, this sounds terrible, but I'm just being honest with everybody. I was like, I don't want anywhere near that. It was my wife and I's. Our, our, my wife and my biggest argument because she she was a believer. I was not. And um, Craig's wife Laura invited us to this church, and honestly, we were. I thought we were past that phase of like church testing. And, um, I was excited that we were like, my wife hadn't tried to take us and visit a church for a while, but man, we tried this church out and, uh, it was terrible. I mean, it was crazy. It was out in the woods. There was literally like 30 people there. It was the weirdest. It felt like a cult driving up. I was like, dude, we need to call somebody before we get kidnapped. And, um, we walked into this church and Craig was the first guy to shake my hand. He said, man, I'm glad you're here. And I, I mean, I couldn't stand the place. I, I, I stood, I was hammered. Um, I was an alcoholic at the time. I was working at Costco mm-hmm. from about 4 a.m. to 11. I, I had no reason uh, for anyone to associate with me, and I was fine with it. I mean, I, I did not... Wow. You know, I had been in Nashville 12 years, so about a thousand people had come up to me and said, hey, bro, what do you do? And I'd be like, man, I'm a songwriter. And then they'd say, well, what did what have, what have you written that I know? And I was like, nothing. And you could see them deflate and be like, oh, you're 
you're an aspiring writer, you know? And I'd be like, well, whatever you want to call it, you know, F off, you know? And, uh, but man, Craig shook my hand. He said, bro, I'm glad you're here. But it was weird, man. It's like, he knew, he knew, he knew I hated everything that he believed. He knew I was hammered. Uh, He just knew I thought it was all a crock. He knew how just dark of a place we were in but he was drawn nearer to me, which really baffled me because, you know, most people, I mean, look, I'm at a phase of my life then where I'm working in Costco and there are business, music business execs that shop there that would face me and be like, oh, I used to be on your label and now you're stocking my strawberries and you're you know, and it was embarrassing. You know, there was, I was embarrassed. Would they for rec- them. I'm sorry to, to interrupt the story here. Cause I don't know, but I just have to ask it, when you're describing that part of it, did they recognize you and you recognize? Oh them? yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's funny, you know, this is a, a one defining moment. One night I was playing a show in Puckett's and this kid, um, wanted my autograph and I started talking to him and, he was like, man, I worked at Costco in the tire department and I asked him for a job. I mean, I didn't have any money. And wow. so, you know, I, I was, I was trying to feed my kids. So, you know, I was embarrassed. Like here was this kid who was like, I want to be you. And I was like, well, I'll give you my autograph, but will you put in a good word for me yeah. at Costco? Cause I need some night work, you know? So I was at a very just low place and, uh, you know, still writing, still doing my thing, but I was trying to feed my family because music wasn't doing it. And, um, but man, like I said, Craig came near to me, like literally just, he was drawn to the broken, you know, and they mm-hmm. fed us. Um, they opened their home to me. Uh, you know, they came to our house, which was not like, you, you, you were not, climbing any ladder by coming to my house like our house was nasty it had holes in the sheetrock from baseballs there are kids everywhere it's literally like a nasty chuck e cheese at my house and um you know they entered the mess and they did life with us and then one day um craig knew that we were driving i had known him about four years but he knew that we just had one car and laney and i when we had our sixth kid it was crazy, man. We just had this Honda and, but we, everywhere we went, it was dangerous and illegal, you know, like we didn't have enough seatbelts and like a cop would come by and every, we, everybody would dive down in the floorboard to hide. Cause like, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I, I couldn't pay for a, right. a car. And, and how um, long ago was this real quick, just to paint the picture uh, for people this listening was, at home? This was probably like seven years ago. Okay. And, um, so Craig, you know, he shows up in my son's baseball game and he gets out of his own minivan and he has the keys and the title. And he's like, he's like, bro, I just want y'all to have this. You know, all you gotta do is sign. I've already, I've already figured out the paperwork and man, I was indignant. I was like, hell no. I was like, I am not. Mr. Handout, I, I, there ain't no way I'm taking your charity. I'm not a project. I don't want your help. And then um, he said something, man. It, cha- it literally changed my life. It, it's, it's the greatest thing anybody's ever said to me. You know, he said, man, somebody did this for me once. 
just let me do this for you. And I know it sounds simple as all get out, but here's a man who, who I trust, which, you know, as a man, I don't trust everybody. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm, it's, 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 I struggle with trust and, uh, but I trust Craig and here he is saying, look, bro, I've needed help before. It's okay. If you need help, it's okay. If you accept help and man, my heart just, it's soft, like something changed. And, um, I could never thank him. I suck at, uh, just guy to guy. I'm, I'm, I'm really better at it now, but mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, I got four brothers and I don't know if I've ever looked him in the freaking face and said, bro, I love you. No, I really, I love you. I appreciate, you know, and I definitely didn't really do that enough with my dad. It was always like joking or, um, you know, he would make fun of me and that was his way of saying, I love you. You know, he'd be like, you need a haircut. Yeah. And I'd be like, I know dad, you, you, <laughs> you love me, you know, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know how to say thank you. So man, you know, as a, as a create, as an artist, you know, you, you pick up a notepad and you just start letting it out. And that's what, that's what happened with that song, Craig. And what's funny is, man, I wrote that song and I wouldn't even put the name Jesus in it. I was like, man, I no way I'm going to use, I'm not like, I'm not even going to give a God the satisfaction of writing his name down. And, um, you know, little did I know, man, now when I sing that song, Craig, I just want to share the love of Jesus so bad. And, and I, and I, and if there's anybody, you know, I also say this every night when I sing it, man, um, I, you can hear my confusion in the song. I go, man, dude, can't Craig can't walk on water. But I swear he might know somebody who did, you know, and that's that's what was going on in my heart. And obviously I'm looking at this guy going, what does he have? Like, what what's he got that I don't? And the only thing I could come up with was Jesus, you know. And um, look, Craig's not perfect and neither am I. But um, now that's my that is my goal is to somehow, you know, get out of my own way and let that message sink in. So I'm really, I'm just so grateful you brought that song up because it's the most important one I, I sing every night. I, it, it is, it's the reason I get on a bus is, mm-hmm. is to share that message. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't have the, the same um, uh, beliefs and everything like that, but it yeah. doesn't mean we can't get along and can't understand where you're coming no, no. from on that. I mean, just the, as you, as you talked about just the idea of someone being there for you at a time when, and you, uh, I could understand not wanting to hand out all these, all these things that you describe right. in the song. I mean, and seven years ago now, um, I, I got to imagine, you know, if it hasn't happened for you yet, I'm sure you're going to be able to do that for somebody else and maybe say the same thing. I mean, have you had that opportunity yet? Or, um, uh, is that something? Yeah, think man. About? I mean, dude, even I, just thinking I, about I, it's I, a good thing. Don't, don't let anybody tell you different, but you know, yeah, no, I, I, I pray for opportunities continually. And, um, you know, we have a, we have a be a Craig fund where Mm -hmm. we, we collect and then give, you know, kind of provide people with vehicles, something tangible, but yeah, man, it's just, um, we've just had the most, the most interesting, the most interesting journey, you know, uh, Laney and I lost the child 
that with credit, like we had a, our seventh child was a stillborn and man, it's, it's, it's interesting. I swear, man, you know, I don't know about you, but like life is funny, man, success and, and tragedy, they both to to me, they feel equal. Like, you know, it's so interesting to me, all the success, it, it, it doesn't fill me up, you know, as a matter, matter, matter of fact, it makes my stomach growl, you know, like I, it's more stress. I moan. Yeah. I said in the nineties, more money, more problems, man. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude was right. B I G. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but, um, but yeah, man, it, um, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting thing in a, in a phase for us, but yeah, Craig and I, we're actually next door neighbors now. And, um, we, it's funny. We, we wrote a book together and that, that was just, you wrote a book. That together. Was, What's that book about? Wait a minute. That's, that's the the book. Yeah. The book is called glad you're here. And it talks about our friendship and, um, just kind of complete opposite, you know, strangers becoming neighbors and kind of just what the Lord did with two broken, just lame guys, you know, and it, and it, um, it was pretty fancy. Like, I mean, like we, we started that book over COVID just, just not, not, not with any intent, not with no, no business intention. Like, Hey, let's, let's build a business or anything. We just, we just wrote, we wrote songs together and we, and we, and, uh, but that book, man, um, you know, that's, that's what I want to share. You know, that's, that's, it's called glad you're here. And um and everyone could go but, check it out. Where can everyone? I'll just uh, plug it right here on the show. Maybe someone, maybe someone watching here or listening right now, uh, yeah, could use that book. Uh, is it is it available on like Audible or anything like that as well? Or just oh online? yeah, yeah, it's Audible. Audible. It's 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 Audible. It's everything. It's just called Glad You're Here. I'm more and, of a um, listener. It, That's why I got into podcasts. Oh yeah, like I, I'm more, yeah. I I just learned like yeah. this about myself reasons why i didn't do very well in school the whole time yeah i have to read the same fucking sentence or paragraph over yeah. and over to retain it but if i listen to it once i got it you know it's, it's yeah it's, it's crazy dude i i i didn't do well in school because school sucks <laughs> was, absolutely I, dude, i'm I, glad you said it i'm I, glad you said it because fuck school <laughs> it's funny it, it's so funny like i our, our kids are homeschooled and they're all different but sadly man some of them got the the me and them that just I can't I couldn't do it man I couldn't be still for seven hours yeah there's a lot of different reasons why it's tough I mean it's it's just I just get the and this isn't everything in life just not in school like I get this whole thing where every everything in in our society and, and, and maybe not everything but most things in our society is painted with such a broad picture that everyone is the same yet still continues to tell you you're different. And like, I'm like, wait a minute, like my brain, my perceptions, everything are more unique than even my fingerprint. And that, that's right to say, right. But that's true. It's true. Everyone's brain is completely unique down to right. everything down to its, you know, uh, genetic level, you know, everything about right. you is completely unique yet. We're going to put everything, how you learn, how you, how you do things, everything into this, we're just going to be, oh, yeah, this is the way it's got to be or the way we prescribe how you're, how, you, how you're sick mentally or even physically sometimes. It's like right. we're all so fucking different and, like, those little I things know. do matter. I know that 
we're all one species, but like at the same time, those little things matter sometimes. Yeah, dude, I agree. My wife and I were completely different. Like she was really great at school, but she was one of those people that fed off that institution of affirmation. Like she wanted to make, she wanted to make a teacher happy. I didn't immediately respect the teacher just because I was supposed to, you know, I, and, and it's, it's, it it is really weird. Like you just said, how we get lumped and uh, I I fight, honestly, I, I fight with that with my, you know, my newfound faith. Like I, I can't sit through a church service. Like there's no, there's nothing in me that will excel or, or get served by a, you know, 30 minute keynote speech singing three worship songs that I've sung every Sunday for, you know, it's, it's a, it's this appointment. Also the attire. I'm like, man, I just feel funny in these clothes, you know, like, I, and, and so, you know, there, you're exactly right. We're all, it's funny how we're, we're still continually like herded, but not everybody wins in all those situations. And, and it's okay. Like, that's what I try to tell my kids is I'm like, look, if, if you can't see math from a 30,000 foot view, you just weren't given that lens. So, you let's, know what find, I'm so let's work at finding what you are fucking good at right? Ex- or what, exactly. what you're interested in doing and what you, first of all, you have to find the interest in it. That's the other thing. Like totally. like, just because you're good at it doesn't mean you're going to do anything with it. Right. You find the interest in it. You follow that interest. And through that, you start to learn how to do something more. It's not like... When you picked up the guitar the first time, you fucking knew how to play. You know, it's like I was right. interested in learning how to play the bass. So I sat there in rooms by myself through my teenage years right. learning how to play the bass. Like that's, it wasn't, it was, didn't come natural to me. You know, like that was right. something that you had to work at. But because I had the interest in it and my family nurtured, nurtured it a little bit, it ended up working out for me. Right. You know, so right. I feel like, and that's just one is one one example right then but there's so many others that you can use that with yeah no i have i have a son that i think a lot of a lot of teachers would be like oh this guy's you know this guy is is lazy and i'm like you know he just doesn't care like he, he is you know my wife excelled in school because what makes her not lazy is she wants to please somebody mm-hmm. you know and you know, I don't know, did you play sports growing up? I did, yeah. Like if I had a coach that that I saw as a very as a really valuable father figure, I did everything I could to make that guy happy. Mm-hmm. But if I had a coach that I did not respect, you know, I just didn't care. I just was like, I'm not I don't want to perform for you. That doesn't matter to me. And you're you hit the nail on the head like if you can, if you can help someone find a passion, you don't got to do anything for them ever again. Like, right. you know, like, like my daughter loves to dance. I guarantee you in a couple of weeks, she'll be on stage with me dancing. And I'm not, it's not cause I'm sitting here going, Hey, Leela, I'd love for you to be up there with me. She's already, she's just already going to figure it out. You right. know what I mean? And I, and I love that about each of my kids when I notice like they don't care, they're going like, Dude's going to stay up all night drawing that picture because he just freaking obsessed with drawing. And I'm like, bam, That's he awesome. got him something, you know? I'm glad we came back to your kids real quick because there was something I wanted to ask. What is the oh, yeah. age, what's the age range of your kids? You got six of them. 
I mean, yeah. So, so my I've got one. So <laughs> ah, hey, <laughs> we, we ain't comparing is, here today. <laughs> no, you look, you, you, uh, you, you give everything you got to however many you got. I wow. remember having one. So, but I, my oldest is uh, sixteen, and my youngest is seven. Wow. And we have we have six total. So we got a sixteen-year-old girl, and then a fifteen, thirteen, and eleven-year-old boy boys okay and then a nine and a seven year old girl so yeah that's a good it's, mix it's uh yeah dude it's crazy i love i love the you know i probably would love any order we had but i i like the boys being there together my first daughter is just she's been so helpful uh i mean she's she's emotionally i think she is um i'm not brag like she just is, a, she's emotionally mature. She's a good hang. Um, and I think that's because she's seen it all. You know I mean? She, she has seen, she's seen us grind, you know, in this business, struggle, succeed a little bit, hurt, succeed a little bit. You know, she's just seen all corners of life uh, on the front row. And so she, she is, um, she's very helpful, just helpful to be around. Man, yeah, I mean, at 16, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do the math of your story a little bit. She's seen you in, uh, in some pretty dark times. Oh, yeah. Too, man, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she was like nine, you know, when the, when the, you know, I'm seven years sober. So she was nine, you know, five, when she was about five to nine, man, she saw it all. And, um, but yeah, I mean, she's seen redemption. She, like I said, she's seen hurt. Um, you know, she's seen the brevity of life. She's seen how much being famous doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's she's also seen like a dance bring happiness to the world like we could never imagine, you know. Uh, is, she, is, so, is she one of the ones you're doing some of those dances on TikTok with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She She's the main one. Yeah, she, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's just something we did to bond. Oh, you know, over COVID, I, I tried to kind of locate something that each of my kids were interested in and, and, and even if I wasn't I just dove in you right. know I was like let's go I got into anime you know with my my son Chapel like that's I've a gone tough one deep. man I've, 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 I've I remember when I was a kid I'd try to watch a little of that even when I was yeah. getting high with my friends and I was just like it was <laughs> That was hot. That was tough to get into, man. <laughs> Dude, I am, I am, I'm up to my neck in uh, Demon Slayer and Naruto. And I got a couple uh, nephews you know, that are like that. I was gonna say I do have uh, nephews and nieces. My my oldest brother has six kids as well. So yeah, they age from the range of twenty three now to three. So wow, yeah. So I, sorry, but yeah, to digress man, there, but no, no, no. I'm 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 I just I just dive in. I'm like you know I want to see you know, what, what they're into, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, we, we have a fun, we have a fun dynamic and they travel, they go, they get on the bus, you know, every Wednesday, they, they all go out and, um, every time you take you them know, out on the, on the road with them, the whole clan. Oh yeah. Yeah. They go, they go, they're, they're homeschooled and they, they, we got a bus and they, the dog, we got two dogs. So what it's six kids and we have a golden doodle and a cavapoo. So not the manliest dogs you've ever. <laughs> well, no, ever met, I mean I got a I got a golden retriever. I love. He's he's he's, he's about to turn fifteen. So he's he's oh 
Yeah. He's an old guy, but he's still happy. And then we have that's uh, cool. We have our little Yorkshire Terrier as well. So nice. You know, we I got, I got, got a little, little bug. Yeah. Well, you very know. similar. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, you know how that is. You gotta you gotta have a little bit of both there. Right. Right. But yeah, man, they we we do the road, man. We pack it up, and uh, you know our our schedule's crazy, and they. Um, you know, they, my, my son, one of my sons is a freakish drummer. Just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I try to go groove, groove to groove with him, but I can't, we play like horse with grooves and, and he, <laughs> playing he, a he, horse he, on he, the drums. That's a fun fucking game. I like that. He, dude, he crushes me. I mean, he, he is so amazing. He's 13. And then the 11 year old one, he's a, he's an athlete, kind of a brute. And then, um, but yeah, man, we, it's a it's a fun household. Last night we actually went to dinner because my nine year old's stuffed animal turned three. She has a stuffed worm named Shush, and we celebrated Shush's third birthday. Dude, look, dude, I have no idea. I just went along with it and was like, "Hey, man, up. a reason to go out with your family and have yeah. dinner is a beautiful thing." And Shush, I, I mean, that, what, a, what a great name. I mean, that me, I know. Me as a wrestling yeah. fan, I'm thinking of, of Gable like, uh, going out there and shushing everybody. I don't know if you yeah. if you guys got wrestling in the house at this point, but, you know. That, well, we I wrestle with the boys, and uh, I, I made them watch some old wrestling stuff. Like, uh, What was your favorite? The under, uh, Undertaker was my jam. Yeah. And um, I, also, I also liked Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I liked mm-hmm. him, but uh, – yeah, man, I'm I'm I, I love I love some wrestling, man. Oh, awesome! Oh, yeah, grow up with it. All the, all the stuff. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. So yeah. You, you mentioned you were uh, you were in sports, too, as a kid. What sports? You, you seem like you're still pretty athletic and stuff, just looking at you. I loved I loved basketball. I mean, I as a, as a kid, I thought that was I, I was going to go pro you know when i was one of those kids I, I believed it wholeheartedly and then in college i was like oh maybe not you know <laughs> and uh and um i tried i i did a little like I, I had a short baseball phase in college but um man i just i love any sport my mm-hmm. all my kids where if we get invited to a baseball game or uh a uh, football game. We're the first to get there and the last to leave. I mean, we love it. So, yeah. And so that that brings me up to your hat. Obviously, y'all life. Oh yeah, single out right now. Um, yes, and it, sir. And it's that that song, uh, kind of about like that that small town football vibe, right? Mm-hmm. That that and, um, right. Yeah. So we and you grew up in uh, near Mobile. Alabama. Mobile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, I'm sure you're a red tide guy. Um, 
Uh, roll Tide, man. Roll Tide, yeah. roll tide sorry. I yeah. I, I can't That's even hilarious. I can't even do it, man. Red Tide. <laughs> Red Tide. <laughs> Crimson. I don't know. Man. I love that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just I'm not the biggest college football fan. I, I, yeah, but yeah. I understand why you would be, especially like when I well, I travel through the Midwest and, and all these yeah. places. You don't have a professional team around. That is your pro team, right? Is, is that Alabama it, team? And that's what there's no better there's no better college team to to be uh, rooting well, for. It's like yeah. the Yankees of right the fucking now. College football. I know. Right? Yes, every, every we have a target on our back. I'm I almost I'm almost like yeah, I'm a Bama fan. You know, because everybody hates us right now but you know it's good it's good to be it's good to be hated but yeah down in bama man it's it's either auburn or bama one or the other uh and you know man you know when you're born you know your your parents they tell you what you're going to be and that's about it like i'm sure, I don't, the, onesie, I don't remember. I'm sure the onesie comes on before you can even talk about it it right? does yeah i see a lot of my a lot of actually it's funny you say that a lot so many of my baby pictures uh, Bear Bryant was the coach, uh, and it's. It, I had a shirt that said, "Hold on, Bear, I'm coming." And then, like, it's in all of my, you know, albums. I'm like, "Do you ever change my clothes?" But uh, yeah, the uh, that's. Well, you it, had, you had three. Would you have three or four other brothers? I'm sorry, you said earlier. I have four. Yeah, you have four. four the, other I mean, brothers. I mean, you only you got the hand me downs going back and forth. Yeah, I you, know. Know, you, you got six now. You know, you know how that goes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> First kid gets all the coolest clothes. Right, right, right. But uh, I, I go into the sports though too. Um, you know, again we go back to y'all life. Great song. It seems like uh, I heard someone saying that it's going to be the the, the college uh, football theme for the for the season coming up here. So or that we're actually maybe most, uh, yeah yeah. You know, they, it's very useful like for the SEC and stuff like that. One cool thing we have a um, I love this about my music is like. It uh, songs like that, I can do some collabs, you know, with other genres. And um, Sierra, I met Sierra at uh, the Dick Clark uh, New Year's thing last year. Oh, and man, she was so nice, and we just hit it off. She she liked, I think I sang AA. And she was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's a vibe." By the and way, so, that is such a. I don't mean to cut you off on oh, this story, but that no. is such a good song. I was listening to that when I was driving in Arizona last week, and yeah. uh, just me and the wife, and and I'm actually on the wagon just for a little bit. I'm just taking some time off. I, yeah, I got a non-alcoholic beer right here, and I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> nice. trying to stay at an AA just one day at a time. I was like, and I've, I've I know the program a little bit, and I was like, that's, yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a good line right there. You know, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, true story, but yeah, we. Uh, me and Sierra hit it off. And so we're putting out a version um, where she she kind of came in and did her own um, second verse. But, dude, speaking of non-alcoholic beers, have you had Bud Zero? I haven't had the Bud Zero yet. Is it good? Give it a shot. Oh, it's legit. I hey, like dude, the, I think I've had the Heineken than... and the Stella are both really good. Those Zeros are good. Yeah. And then I got yeah. this one from – have you heard of the – I don't know if it's out there yet. It's, it's California thing, Athletic Brew Company. Oh yeah, yeah. So they I, got, I saw them on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're 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 blowing up right now because I think they're they have an IPA. Uh, that's not what this one is. A golden right now. Right. But they have an IPA that I literally ordered um, at a bar one time, and and I had to I had to ask the bartender if it was truly non alcoholic. Wow, it was, it was that it was that good. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I had I've, I talked to um, but the frustrating thing to me is. 
I just want one everywhere, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's like, you know, you go to so many restaurants and they're like, we don't have a non-alcoholic beer, Are you know? Like, and, I'll um, a, I'll take a Coke then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of Bud Zero. I, I'm, I'm trying to shot. work, work something with it, but yeah, give it a, give Bud Zero a shot. It's really solid. I'm trying to work something with them. I like, I like where your head's, you're, you're obviously really good at marketing. You've been doing all this yourself now for, for quite some time, Walker. So I, I like, I like how you said that under your breath there for a second. Like I wasn't going to pick up on it. Well, no, you know, I, I, ever since, ever since the, the Applebee's thing, I was like, why? why shouldn't Bud Zero be in every Applebee? Like that doesn't make sense to me why you, you literally can't find a non-alcoholic beer. I'm like, yeah, every, everybody wants one now, so yeah. make it available. It's, it's kind of crazy um, how popular they've gotten. I mean, I, I think it's partly because a lot of people were overdoing it during the pandemic, during the lockdown right. and stuff. And then now they're like, well, I still like the taste of a beer, but I, it's, it's kind of, I'm at right. lunch. I'm at lunch right now. I probably shouldn't have you know a seven percent right. IPA. So let's let's try something else. <laughs> and uh, I love that they're they're all these breweries are even the big ones, the small yeah. ones, they're all making them. Um, so to your point, yeah, it should be fucking everywhere. I mean, and you want a oh, good one. To, to me, whoever hits that first, it's over. Like yeah. they will be the Bud Light, you know of non-alcoholic right. beers because it's wide open man i mean yeah. right now you, you all you gotta do is stock it and it, and people will right will, so, will start getting it so you mentioned something about applebee's i wasn't even sure about and i wasn't planning on asking about this do you get like like free meals now at, at applebee's or anything did they give you a deal when you put that into the song or bro i was surprised have you not heard have you not heard about my gold card Nobody no, told dude, you. I, it wasn't <laughs> something that came up on my research. I apologize. Yeah, no, no, dude, I, you, you know, it's, it's honestly, I'm not a big, like, achiever personality, but mm -hmm. I have a, I have a gold card to Applebee's, so I have, I have Applebee's for life. That, and um that's a reason that's sick. a reason to just just to let go and just let let the song it is to you right there like, i know i'm like said, bro you're fed you're fed if, for life that's I, amazing ex exactly i'm like man if we're living on under a bridge i can still feed the family at applebee's so let's go what a beautiful thing <laughs> i had no idea that's so funny I just, yeah it's it's, just sick. it's, a, it's literally that. it's literally a a it's a golden heavy it feels good like it's fun to drop it on the table hey every time we go i let a different kid slap it down you know and dude, so we, obviously we have when good... you go down to applebee's you guys don't have to play credit card roulette with your friends anymore everyone knows no 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 <laughs> no some some stores you know they don't like some obscure random towns will be like what is this? You know because they don't they They've don't never know seen it before right yeah, yeah and i'm like i'm like trust me just just scan it. It'll work. And, um, but man, Applebee's, they, um, you know, the song really did. It's, it sounds silly, but like, dude, that song helped families, you know, that worked at Applebee's and, and executives, you know, that I, I don't know if they knew what was going to happen, you know, after mm -hmm. COVID and that just the whole walk-in restaurant business was Absolutely. struggling and I dude I didn't do it on purpose but right. it they have been very just really grateful. I mean I've I've seen grown men with tear filled eyes shake our hand and be like thank you. 
you know and so that's cool man as far as i'm concerned they're their family and you know you know this uh being in the music biz you always you, you put brands and songs all the time but they don't ever reach out mm-hmm. you know props to applebee's for for going so they reached hey. out to you uh i mean we did we obviously like tagged them and everything yeah, we yeah. posted early on but they were on board for using the song which i, I know people will be like obviously but that's not how it happened you know most no, people have marketing not. teams yeah. that are very territorial and they're like no nah, we got it but applebee's jumped on board and i think it's because the song just drove people to the rest it kind of reminded people like oh yeah i remember applebee you know yeah. and um i've been into so, many, many applebee's on the road especially back in those van days when we had a trailer in the in the back and heck we, yeah and that was that was one of those times where it was like it was next to that strip mall you go see you had a couple bucks to go see a movie it was a day off i mean i remember these very very yeah. vividly in my 20s like that was i was traveling in a van it'd be one of our birthdays and and the the, the our, our tour manager and, and best friend val at the time ends up being uh, my my singer's wife now uh had her had her had a credit card none of us else had a credit yeah. card, and it was someone's birthday where are you going tonight it's like well let's look at the strip mall we're yeah. next to oh there's an applebee's <laughs> right there let's, let, let, let's yeah. do it you know yeah no totally i mean i that's that's what mobile was was i just call it a strip mall town mm-hmm. so it's funny most of my stories or just my life it's got like an Olive Garden, an Applebee's, a, a Smoothie King. Um, <laughs> Smoothie you know, King. dude, I gotta tell you, I'm going to admit one of one of the saddest things that will ever happen. And I know this will happen in my lifetime, but I'm gonna miss malls. Like I, I love oh, yeah. the mall growing up, and um, I don't shop online I, I don't even know how my wife does she does it really really well but uh <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. No, i, I yeah. know exactly what you mean though you, you yeah. got the boxes on on the on the front porch every single day totally right? yeah yeah okay totally and i <laughs> honestly i would i don't even know how to like if i ordered something online i don't need like i wouldn't even know how to plug in all my credit card if i like i don't even oh, know how know, to do it's, that it's beyond that walker i'll, I'll tell you man it's they know they know for guys like you and me that we will never remember that credit card and we'll just go right out. so if it's already they set it up like one or two times for you and then they they know it already like they then you just click yeah it's just a click now <laughs> yeah but it's dude it's it's insane but yeah i really will like i i love i love a mall i love the diversity of a mall like i love the seasonal decorations like i, I love arcades um, arcade, you know, yeah. I, I miss, I miss record stores, just mm-hmm. CDs. Like I would give anything if somebody would open a giant CD store, like with all the covers, you know, and just, um, you know, places to listen. And I don't know, man, you got to come out to, uh, Amoeba music. They got a couple out here in California. They, they still do. do they really? Yeah. yeah. Amoeba music. They're, they're so when in San Francisco, yeah. there's one out in LA. You come, you're going to be out in LA. Amoeba? And, and, yeah. Amoeba. Um, it, you're going to be out in LA, uh, on your tour. I saw. So yeah, uh, November we do the 7th. Greek. Right. Yeah. So when you're out there, I for think that, we do. hit me up. We'll, we'll get, we'll get each other's information. I'll tell Let's you where go. to go. You gotta, you gotta do that. Okay. 
Um, Sounds good. I know you got I know you got uh, some more writing and stuff to do today, but there's a couple more things I wanted to get to if you got time before, Come before on. we go. Come on, yeah. Um, you did touch upon uh, the seasons of, of the malls and stuff. I love the decorating of, you know, Halloween. You got your song Halloween yeah. on Boom. Yeah. Um, obviously, it had a different meaning, more about the, the, the proverbial mask that you wear. But right. you got six kids. You talked about the season just a minute ago. We're, we're recording in October right now. I know Halloween's got to be somewhat a big deal for you in your house right yeah we you know we live in the burbs bro like we ride dirty in the burbs and it is i'm telling you man halloween is on a on the rise like it is growing uh you know i remember growing up did it ever go away? halloween i i must have not been well, this style, did, man i'm, I'm no, on halloween all the time <laughs> are you all about no i just i just remember where i grew up halloween was like eh whatever mm. you know trick-or-treat a little bit bro two doors down from me it's straight up haunted house like it's like nine foot skeletons on both sides it's like webbed out it's got an electric chair that each kid can sit in and like gets buzzed and, oh, and there's like a wolf that how, I mean, they're going uh, out now. We, I'm going to leave go my shit up in November cause I decorate pretty big around my house. I'm going to leave it up. Oh in yeah. November. If you got a couple of days off around that show, come on down to the house. Come and over. Check, okay. check out my shit. I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Yeah. But you know, my, my kids, they, they won't shut up about constant, you know, it's every day mm. they change their mind. Oh yeah. Um, it's you know and and then one orders it and it's not as cool as they thought it was and and then you know one's is is five dollars more than someone else's and this one gets gets mad but dude it's it's mayhem in my neighborhood like we there's no way to not run out of candy i mean it's it's crazy um at our house and so uh and it's cool every my neighborhood really roots for me like they know they know my story and they know you know we had some hits and so it's fun, man. Kids, kids roll by. They're like, "Dude, I follow you on TikTok," and it, it's it's fun. That's I love good, it, man. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, you're describing a, a very similar thing I got going on in my yeah. head too. So that's that's, that's really awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's so, it's, just it's weird how that works out, man. It's so cool. yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is just uh, go back to music. Actually, there's probably about two two or three more things I could talk to you about, but I know you got time. So, uh, one on. of the things was. Uh, your uh production in these in in on your albums and stuff is very hip hop R and B sounding, you know. Right. It's the country and I know those lines have been blurred for quite some time now, but I wanted to ask you how, how you approach the production uh of everything. I know you're doing all the writing stuff and as we talked about there was the shed before, so you were doing a lot of it yeah. yourself before. But I mean I'm talking about all the all these low eight oh eight hits, the the low bass like in there. Uh I think it was another song on Boom, you made a reference to a Nelly song in there and like yeah. I, obviously you got some influences in there. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about uh uh those blurred lines in, in country music now? Yeah, man. So I grew up going to a private school, uh, Mobile public school system wasn't so great growing up. Wasn't a lot of diversity in my school, but my best friends went to public schools. Uh, and that, those, that's just who I gravitated towards. And, you know, I grew I played basketball. So it was all races, you know, that, that I hung out with. And, um, I mean, I just loved hip hop music, man. I mean, that's all I cared about growing up was like, I mean, I didn't care if it was Beastie Boys, 
Bone Thugs, Coolio, rest in rest peace. In peace yeah. Um, you know, Tupac. Like what was crazy is I'm this white guy going to this private school, living in, you know, cookie cutter homeland. And I just love Tupac. I was like, I love this guy, this dude, you know, and his lyrics and just, I mean, I must have listened to Tupac changes 50,000 times one summer. And um, I just loved, also gravitated towards any like alt music that had that hip hop sound, like those beats, like Sublime, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sugar Ray. Uh, on the lighter side, but just like anything with that 90s hip hop sound, uh, you know, waterfalls, Fuji's. <laughs> yes. uh, dude, I had, I was into uh, Queen Latifah, man. I had, I remember nine, five o'clock in the morning, where you gonna be outside on the corner? Like, wow. I just, I, I just remember waking up and watching watching those music videos on MTV all the time. Like that's totally nineties, man. Yeah, and then and, and I just man, I just love that music. When I got my first, all my friends, that when they got their first truck, it was like, how high can they lift it, and like how much mud can they get on it, bro? I was like, how many twelves can I fit <laughs> in the back, and and not like break the window? I mean, wow. I. I was obsessed with bass. And you know what's funny, man, is this guy named Joe Thibodeau. I have, I just have 808 Warfare. And so that's what I use. And man, I have it. It's, it is, it's always clipping. And I'm like, I don't care. Do not turn it down. It sounds so dirty. And so, yeah, man, that just, that's what makes me move. And I'm not, ash I'm not ashamed of it, man. I don't care. You know, all all these, you know, traditional people who are like, get 808 out of, I'm like, whatever, bro. Then, you know, you like what you like, man. But I'm I'm not going to like, I'm not going to turn the 808 down or, or not put it in a song. It, it's it's literally my favorite instrument. I'd, I'd write a song to just an 808 if I, you know, man, I should do that. I was just going to say, well, don't <laughs> hold back. Don't hold back. Man, yeah. I'd love to hear it. I'm a big fan of all that, too. And, and Back to what we were talking about earlier on, man. Just do what you fucking want. Especially, I, I mean, you should do that anyway. Anyone out there? But especially when you're talking about creating art, like why would we right. put parameters on each other for any of that? Totally, that's, that's ridiculous. Totally, people are out there. If you like it, someone else is gonna like it. That's one way of thinking about writing. If you're an aspiring writer out there, if you truly love what you're writing, you're gonna find someone else that is gonna like it too. Um, right. And, you know, you guys, you got some great songs. I, I just realized as you were talking about, though, um, the guy who produces this show and gets the, the, uh, the uh, guest on and stuff like that, I actually saw you here in my hometown in Huntington Beach. I don't know if you, if you recall playing on the beach, one of the country uh, uh, festivals. Oh, yeah. Things down there. And he was curious. He told me about, I don't know why I wasn't there, because I usually go to, like, every fucking show here with him. But he yeah. was like... Uh, he was like, you did this really cool thing, obviously, before you're on your own headlining tour, where you're introducing yourself to the crowd. So you played a song at the beginning, and then you played the rest of your set, and you told everyone, I'm going to play you a song you never heard before, and at the end of it, I'm going to play it again. By the end, when I play it the second time, you'll all be singing along. Oh, that's funny. And, uh, and uh, he said, sure enough, it was a song he had never heard before, and he was sitting there singing along. He was the sitting there the singing it, Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I love, you know, I, I don't do a lot of covers. And mm -hmm. um, 
not not because I'm anti, you know, any of those covers. I'm just kind of like, man, they did it and they did it awesome. And, you know, I want to share my, my favorite part is the writing part. And so when I'm writing a song, I'm always thinking live. How's this going to go over? Like you never heard this before. Are you going to be like confused or will there be a moment where you're like, oh, he's doing that again, you know? And so, yeah, that was probably a song called Beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, I love, I love, you know, I grew up just loving hits and they were hits because, you know, you heard them once and you were there, you were there, man. They, they flow, they just went down smooth, you right. know? And um, so I try to do that for my listeners. Man, well, you're doing a great job at it because every time I hear some of these anth- anthemic songs you got going, Good. it makes, you know, it, it, it's hard to hear you say you've been sober for seven years because a lot of them just want to just make me want to have a beer. I they want to drink. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, man. I love I will never, you know, I told myself I'm not going to be that guy that that gets sober and doesn't write drinking songs. One, for two reasons. I'm a great I'm an excellent drinker. I'm too good. And you then had to two, retire. you had to retire. Totally. I did. I did. And then, uh, and then two, man, it's just so human. You know, I mean, every, everybody is, well, it don't matter if it's, is it a drink? Maybe, but we all reaching for something, you yeah. know? And, um, so everybody can relate with a coping mechanism song. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I got to give a one last shout out to uh, uh, Marissa who uh, helped Heck put yeah. us together. Uh, who also come on uh, through uh, Gina K, the the housewife of uh, Real Housewife of Orange County. We had her over at the house uh, not so right long ago, on. and she, she's she, amazing. Yeah, she was telling me how uh, how you guys met and. You were looking for a place to eat. Can you? I, I heard her side of the story. What was your side of the story the first time you meet you met Gina? Oh, she yeah, she took us to this fancy restaurant, and uh, it was on the water. Uh, and I, where were we? And was it Orange County? Like I one think of those? Like, According to her, it was yeah, in Orange County. Uh, uh, Did she tell you about the girl upstairs? The 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 lady in the second floor? I don't know. I think she might have left that part out. Dude, it's crazy. We're at this restaurant and we're all sitting at this beautiful table just overlooking the beach, you know. And I look up and there's some like model on the second floor with her knockers pressed against the glass and she's like having a photo shoot. And at the so, restaurant at the fancy restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> so so me so me and the whole band were like you know, trying to only look this way, you know, for a while. But man, we we had a great time, and uh, her and um, yeah, she, she they're they're freaking awesome, man. We yeah, love them. And Travis, families there. Travis and yeah, you guys, you guys both have families of like six each. I think she's got six. Kids right. As well. I mean, yeah. there's probably a lot of a uh, lot of kinship there. Yeah, yeah, we love them. That's awesome, man. Well, again, I want to thank you for the time. Let's keep in touch if if, if you're if you're heck yeah. I'll, I'll I'll send Marissa my my contact. Yeah, if you're you know you're Do here it. through we'll hit LA, you up. we could we could we could link up and everything, or even if it's uh, at at the beach again sometime. Let's go, bro. Hey, good time talking to you. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate you too, man. Have a good rest of your day. We'll talk soon. All right. See, you, buddy. Late. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Walker Hayes for being on the show. Thanks to you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed that one. Um, I really do hope I get a follow-up call with Walker Hayes. He did come out here not too long ago in L.A. and had a show. I was unfortunately busy and not able to uh, attend. So 
uh, I would like to uh, get him on the phone and see when the next chance I might have to come see Walker Hayes in concert. Um, I guess I could also probably check the tour dates just like you guys probably at his uh, website or uh, follow him on Instagram or any social media outlet that he uses and uh, I'm sure you can find his dates there because Walker Hayes is on tour right now and he puts on an incredible show. I haven't seen it in person live uh, but obviously uh, through research and looking at stuff I've seen him perform quite a few times and uh, he's incredible. Um, our producer here Sam Hopkins has uh, Sam Hawkins rather uh, actually uh, is the is the one that was telling me he saw him down here on Huntington in Huntington Beach on the uh, at one of the country music festivals on the beach and it was uh, he said it was amazing and uh, he, he, he loved what uh, Walker Hayes did there so uh, yeah make sure you guys check out uh, Walker Hayes on tour right now and hopefully we get that follow-up call later on in the week enjoy the rest of your day and week and I'll see you next time as always cheers Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.